Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by my cousin, Kyle Dugan, to help me break down and review this past season from the NBA and, of course, the playoffs and NBA finals, but also to do a little bit of a State of the Union for the current Major League Baseball season. I really appreciate Kyle joining me. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, even if this is the first episode you've ever heard, send me some health insurance referrals. I'm licensed, of course, here in Kentucky. And then number two, the state that I do the most business in is Florida. So if someone's going on to Medicare in the state of Florida or Kentucky, send them my way. That'd be a great referral. Actually licensed in 14 states across the country. Here are the details for all of the sponsors for The Kelly Patrick Show. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by returning guest. We have my cousin, Kyle Dugan, is on the line with us. Kyle, how are you today? Kelly, I'm doing great. Always love chopping it up on the Kelly Show with you. What's up, man? I appreciate you coming on. Uh, for me, throughout my life, basketball has always been my favorite sport. Over the past few years, I've gotten a little bit more into training jiu-jitsu and kind of drifting away from basketball. So, I enjoy you you coming on, trying to fill me in on what's going on in the world of, you know, it today for today's episode, not only basketball, but also baseball. So, if it's all right, if we could jump right into it, Kyle, obviously... The Denver Nuggets won the NBA Finals. Um, what is your summary or a recap historically of this past season, the 2023 or what, 2022-2023 NBA season? Uh, what will we look back on and remember from this year, 20, 30 years from now? Yeah, big headlines. One, Denver Nuggets win their first championship in franchise history. Good for them. Secondly, 
Nikola Jokic is incredible. I mean, this guy's ridiculous. He's, you know, a seven-foot guy from Serbia. He looks like he'd be playing at the local YMCA. He's playing like, you know, 70s Bill Walton. He's playing like 80s Magic, you know, 2000s Tim Duncan. This Nikola Jokic guy, the Joker, um, be prepared to hear about him for a long time coming. Uh, He's fantastic. They beat the Miami Heat, who I'm a fan of, of course, being from South Florida. Uh, They were an eight seed, so big underdog story, but they get kind of crushed. You know, clock strikes midnight for the Cinderella story, Miami Heat. Can't do much against Nikola Jokic, who, again, just doing no-look passes, shooting, you know, threes from the logo at six foot ten, you know, 280 pounds, very nondescript looking. Um, white guy who's just, you know, dominating the game. And uh, we'll, we'll remember him for, for years to come. One of the memories of the Michael Jordan era of the NBA is one of those years, the people who voted for the MVP kind of came together. It seemed like, and they said, okay, we've gotten a little carried away with this Air Jordan stuff. We're going to give the MVP this year to, I think it was Carl Malone. Will this season be remembered somewhat similarly? I'm not saying Jokic is the next Michael Jordan or anything like that, but he does appear to be historically great. Um, Embiid won the MVP this year. Was that properly awarded the MVP or did they do it kind of, they, they didn't want Jokic to just dominate everything. So they mixed it up a little a la Michael Jordan and Carl Malone. Yeah. I don't know if Joel Embiid is Carl. I mean, Carl Malone is a guy who I'm pretty sure he impregnated like a 13 year old girl. So he's not, it's not exactly a perfect comparison, Kelly, but um, but yeah, I, 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 I will say, sorry to interrupt you. I will say this. He handled Jimmy Kimmel doing the man show bit, blackface impersonation of Carl Malone, and Carl Malone laughed at it. So I get it. He was impregnated a 13-year-old girl. I do not condone that, but I do appreciate that he had a good-natured sense of humor when it came to the man show bit. So sorry to interrupt you there. I did want to add that in for context. And it was also the 80s. But, yeah, no, uh, I think a lot of the sports writers, a lot of the media was like, cool, Jokic, you put up a lot of stats. Can you win a big game? But the problem was the last two years when Jokic won MVPs and then wasn't coming up big in the playoffs was that he didn't have his second-best player. Jamal Murray tore his ACL. was out for two years. So while Jokic was winning back-to-back MVPs and getting bounced early in the playoffs, he didn't have the supporting cast around him. Now he finally did this playoffs, and it seemed like right when people saw Jokic and this Nuggets team, you know, beat the Timberwolves in the first round, you know, take care of KD and Booker in the second round, sweep a pretty good LeBron and AD-led Lakers team that everyone was just convinced Okay, we got it wrong. Jokic should have won MVP. And this is the quickest buyer's remorse I've ever seen for an MVP given out. Um, Jokic, of course, wins finals MVP. This season will be remembered as the Jokic season, and B gets the MVP. He is kind of the Carl Malone without the 14-year-old girl. Um, how great is, is Murray? Amazing. 
total shot maker. He was not quite himself this regular season. He, of course, came on big in the bubble in 2020, hat tore his ACL. Uh, this regular season wasn't even an all-star. In fact, Jamal Murray, he's never been an all-star. But he made every big shot this playoffs. And somebody like me as a Heat fan, I mean, every big shot was a, a nut, a, a, you know, a punch to the nuts. I mean, he is a, a big shot uh, maker. And I, I'll say it right now, Murray and Jokic feels a little bit like that early 2000s Kobe and Shaq. I, I was almost kind of thinking, is this the type of a duo that could go down historically? You're always looking for that next, I guess, Pippen or Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, whatever, you know, Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars maybe, um, that type of a thing. Looking over the Wikipedia page for Jamal Murray, you're right. He was NBA all-rookie second team in 2017. But he hasn't really won. I mean, he hasn't had any serious accolades in the NBA until looking at his, his averages for the, the, the playoffs this year. He averaged 26.1 points per game over. Uh, he played 20 games, started all 20 of them. But he, of course, showed up big in the playoffs this year. So is this kind of a coming out party? Let's see, how old is Murray? Murray is 26 years old. So is, is he just coming into his prime? I, I think so. Um, he also might just be a guy who's a, a big, big, you know, playoff performer. Um, so we'll have to wait and see until next year. But I mean, this was a guy who was shooting a really high percentage and was making a lot of big plays down at the end, uh, down at the offensive end for the Nuggets. So we'll have to see. Um, again, you're right. Second team rookie. Never been an all-star before and, um, you know, a key cog, a key guy for a a championship team. So we'll see. Either he's, you know, going to, you know, morph into that Kobe type thing or or who knows where it goes for him. But um, it'll be interesting to see. Is there anyone historically you would compare him to? Jamal Murray listed at six foot four, 215 pounds, size-wise. Maybe Dwayne Wade. I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm just coming up with trying to think of yeah, historically guys you know. who have won titles about that size. Is there anyone in particular that comes to mind? Dwayne Wade could never shoot the three like Murray does. Uh, he was more of a slasher. Murray's a total shot maker. Uh, again, Kobe. Um, you know, he's very new age. You know, I would even throw out like a maybe a Stephen Curry type. Uh, he can get his own shot. He's a he's a you know a, a three point specialist. Um, so those are the guys that I, I'd probably go with. Uh, he might be the reverse James Harden, where James Harden great in, in the regular season, uh, more worried about strip clubs uh, and you know Cancun in the postseason. Murray might be the guy who you know solid during the regular season playoffs. You know really locked in. I love it. I'm looking over all these stats, and it says in the playoffs this year, he shot 92.6% from the free throw line, and that's a career high for him, whether it's regular season or the playoffs. So you're right. He just really showed up, and he averaged 7.1 assists per game this playoffs. I mean, I think he 
he is uh, uh, really coming to his own. What are the other storylines? So before we move past the NBA, looking to next season, yeah, what type of next- teams do we look forward to? Denver, who else should be contending with Denver? Yeah, if you're somebody who's, uh, you know, into, into betting odds, I mean, Denver's certainly going to be the betting favorite going into next season. I'm interested to see how the Miami Heat retool. Jimmy Butler eliminated Giannis in the first round. He beat the Knicks in the second round. He beat Tatum and Brown, who went to the finals last year. He beat that Celtics team. So I think Miami's actually an attractive destination for that disgruntled star player. You know, Kelly, every fucking year there's a star player. Kyrie, he wants to go to a new team. Durant wants to. These guys want to move around. Uh, my big prediction, uh, there's a guy in Portland by the name of Damian Lillard who is an equal shot maker to Jamal Murray. He might be somebody that the Heat go out and try to acquire. Um, and it certainly is a you know Miami destination. Beautiful weather, beautiful women, great clubs. Oh, yeah, great basketball team. That's something to watch out for. We also got the NBA draft coming next week. Have you heard this guy, Victor Wembenyama, Kelly? I have a little bit. I mean, I, I never seven know. Foot five. Yeah, seven right, foot dude. five, and, and he can do everything. He can do it. Dude, it's like Giannis, but like mutated. He can shoot threes. He can dribble the ball. I've only seen like these grainy like CCTV security clips of him playing from Europe. Expected to go number one overall to the San Antonio Spurs next week. Um, that That's going to be a guy that's going to be fun as hell to watch. I always get a little nervous for big guys like that. I mean, we have memories of Sam Bowie, Greg Oden. I mean, the list goes on and on of guys. Michael Oluwakandi is a number one overall pick who did not pan out. So, I mean, it's difficult to predict. Of course, San Antonio, you have to take him right there. If it's a once-in-a-lifetime a uh, uh, opportunity, even if he's going to be injury-prone, um, you know, it, it's worth the gamble. Yao Ming is another one. I mean, there's plenty throughout the years that people come in, they're big guys, they've got such high expectations, and then instead of, instead of playing 82 games a year, they're playing max maybe 40 or 50 sometimes. You know, that's that's the fear. Well, we just saw this same conundrum happen not too long ago with a guy named Zion Williamson. Mm. Where can't miss, athletic, uh, you know, might be right for some injury problems. And he has not played very much at all for the New Orleans Pelicans. He's been in the headlines more for flying out porn stars you know, impregnating, you know, different OnlyFans, all these different headlines in the past couple weeks about Zion Williamson. Do a Google search, everyone, if you haven't, uh, if you want to waste some time and see some really ridiculous uh, (laughs) drama going on with Zion Williamson that has nothing to do with the basketball court. I mean, Wembenyama is seven foot five, looks like his knees, his ankles could snap at any moment. Um, so de- definitely something to wa- to watch out for there. But um, doesn't it just seem like it's going to work out for the Spurs? You know, they still got Pop. Pop Pop is still there. He's like he's never dying. You know, Tim Duncan is an assistant coach. Is he? 
he's around in the building, David Robinson, you know, it's just this lineage and it just seems like it's going to work out for the Spurs. So that's certainly one story. The other storyline, which people probably care, you know, LeBron, you know, what do they bring to the Lakers in AD? Do they bring in Kyrie? Is that too toxic? Can you bring in somebody like Kyrie, especially in Los Angeles where everything is under that huge microscope? Does Kyrie help them get over the nuggets? Can LeBron, who he's going to be, he's 39 years old. He just had a plantar fasciitis injury, which you guys probably know about, you know, from, you know, MMA. It's basically just tearing a, a, a muscle in your foot. It's really nasty. Still did well in the playoffs. Um, you know, doesn't have many years left. Does he try to phone in his friend Kyrie Irving, who's going to be a free agent? Um, either, you know, could really help them or that could be the biggest, you know, dumpster fire we've ever seen. Okay. So you mentioned San Antonio Spurs in the West. You mentioned the Los Angeles Lakers in the West. Of course, Denver. In the East, all you've mentioned thus far for next, looking to next year is, of course, your Miami Heat. I'm not saying you're being a homer. They made it to the finals. Had heck of a Cinderella run to get to the finals. Any other Eastern Conference teams you think will be contenders next year? Giannis is going to be back, right? Doesn't it seem like Giannis is, you know, probably not going to be losing the first round too, too many more times in his career. The guys over in Boston, Tatum and and Brown, you know, they're young. They have a decision to make about Jalen Brown. They might have to give him like I don't I don't know if people listen to this podcast, listen to the show, no, but NBA players now make like fifty million dollars a year. So the Celtics have to figure out if they want to pay Jalen Brown like fifty to sixty million dollars a year. He's a good player. He's not like a, a top fifteen player. But that's the way this new collective bargaining agreement is set up. So they've got to sit down and be like, do we want to shell this much guaranteed cash out to a guy who just lost to Jimmy Butler? And that's where it goes back to me in the East. Got Giannis. You've got Donovan Mitchell and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. You've got a bunch of great teams. They all just got... The Knicks, you all, they all just got punked by Jimmy Butler. So um, there's there's got to be an alpha that 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 comes out and, and, and punks Jimmy Butler next year. Is it Giannis? Is it Donovan Mitchell and the Cleveland Cavaliers? They got Evan Mobley as well. Is it, you know, Tatum and Brown getting back over that hump? Um, can it be Embiid? They have a decision to make about Harden. Um the the east seems really wide open the west you know you're talking you're talking the nuggets and maybe lebron okay if you Kyle Dugan could start an nba franchise right now you could choose any player in the league you have the first overall pick who are you taking nikola jokic no hesitation okay number 2 i think i go giannis because he's a he's a freak he has been durable. He got, you know, nicked up this playoffs uh, with a back injury, but seven foot, crazy wingspan, durable. He can now, do so many me, things. Yeah. If you're asking me number three, this I, is where I, will. I think it gets yes. really interesting. Okay. 
Jokic one, Giannis two. I seriously think if you're telling me who am I starting a franchise with, right? And let's say we're doing an expand. Louisville is getting a, you know, they're saying Seattle or Las Vegas might get. Louisville gets a team. Cincinnati gets a team. Who do you want to? I think number three is Victor Wembenyama, somebody who hasn't even played wow. a minute in the NBA. Seven foot five, 19 years old. Think about, you know, just the next 20 years with him. Injury risks all in there. I think he would be number three. Um, okay, can we go through the, the top five, actually? Who's number four? I think you're, you're, it, it's getting tough here. I mean, um, you know, the, the obvious choices are, are somebody like Luka Doncic. Okay. I haven't heard he, you mention he, him today until just now. He didn't make the playoffs. Though. Yeah. You know, he averaged over 30 points a game, didn't make the playoffs. He's a young star. The other person you'd probably say is John Morant. He, Has he had any no. issues lately? Hmm. Um. No, I think he's been pretty clean. Clean cut guy, that, stays out of trouble. Yeah, really uh, big in the community, supporting you know single mothers, um, helping out you know gun shops, buying ammo, local gun ranges, maybe. That is interesting. So what he did was he showed on his Instagram story, I think two or three times, um, guns after he had gotten in trouble for what? Putting a gun into a kid's face? Is that kind of the summary? So this is actually something I'd love to hear your your perspective on, Kelly, um, with somebody who has always good takes like you. Like He's never committed a crime. There was investigation that, yeah, he might have gotten in, in, into a fight, an altercation with uh, somebody at a basketball court, flashed a gun at them, didn't get charged with a crime. Was seen at a strip club flashing a gun, uh, you know, on his Instagram account. Seemingly not a crime, didn't get charged with anything. Another, you know, he, he's been appeared in a lot of videos holding a gun. Is this, should he be suspended 50 games for this? Which is what's being talked about now. He didn't commit a crime. Second Amendment. What has he actually done? Yeah, I'm a libertarian, so my answer is hell no. He shouldn't face a 50-game uh, suspension. Uh, however, in the private market, if your employer says, hey, we want to avoid a negative image publicly, Please try to, you know, if you're going to post a video of yourself at a, a gun range, handling a gun in a responsible manner, go for that. Right. <laughs> a true exercise of your Second Amendment rights, something along those lines. I have a feeling John Morant would not be facing a 50-game plus suspension. Fair. <laughs> it, <laughs> that doesn't appear to be what happened. So I, I, I am a libertarian. I think... People should be able to own guns. No background checks. I mean, that's a topic for me. We could take that into a different direction. So I'm actually a big advocate of, there's an organization called Black Guns Matter. Maj Ture runs it. And they're real big about uh, uh, promoting uh, um, safe use of weapons in all communities. So specifically for Maj Ture and the African-American community, uh, people legally owning guns and using them responsibly. So I am a big fan and a supporter of the Second Amendment. 
And I would even take it to extremes that some people would not. I don't think there should be any background check about mental health or anything, nothing. Because the second you start giving the government rights and rules and the authority to say, we're not going to let you have a gun, Kyle Dugan, because, or let's not say Kyle Dugan, let's say John Smith. John Smith, we're not going to let you have a gun because we determined you're a member of a terrorist group because we show that you were at a Donald Trump or Vivek Ramaswamy uh, rally and we determined that's a terrorist group, so sorry, you cannot buy a gun. I don't think that's that far off from that type of censorship. The second you let the, the government control what you can do, I'm confident they will end up fucking you over. It might not be the government, but... In, the this, ca- in this case, it's not the government, you're right. So it, when it, it comes it, to the yeah. Second Amendment, I'm extreme with it, but in this case, yeah. it is a private company, technically, so... It's interesting. Yes. The suspension apparently will be coming down, has not committed a crime. I don't know that he's ever been arrested. Likely, we've been hearing 50 games. That's a lot of money. Again, these guys make 40 to $50 million. As a, it, something to, it's something to monitor, something to talk about as well. But going back to you know the five guys I'd, I'd want to have, that's what the NBA is in an interesting spot because guys like Luca didn't make the playoffs. John Morant's, you know, having some, you know, issues like that. So, um, you know, you might, might start thinking about a guy like Jamal Murray or something like that. Um, you know, Kevin Durant's getting older, LeBron's getting older. Uh, so NBA definitely moving into, you know, uh, a, a different phase, in my opinion, with the Jokic's, the Giannis's, a lot more foreign players. Luca, Victor Wembanyama, four guys there, all international players. So, um, you know, an interesting note there as we talk about who you want to start a franchise with. I think it was my son, John Dugan, another Dugan, who told me of the All-NBA starting five, I forget what the numbers are, but do you remember? Do you remember who that was? I think it was majority international players this year. Let's hey, that see. makes. I mean, yeah, you have and Bede as well. Uh, the MVP is international as well. So I mean, um, and I think is Shea Gilligas Alexander technically might be Canadian. So um, yeah, they're definitely in a huge international presence uh, in that that All NBA. Uh, list that came out. But overall, would you say the NBA right now is thriving and, and it's a strong product and it's it's on an uptick yeah. for the long run? You, you still love the NBA just as much as you did 10, 20 years ago? The regular season is fucking horrible. Okay. Why? They don't play. The, the stars don't play. It, it, that's, kind of been, that's kind of been the rap on the NBA for a while. Too many games. Yeah. Regular season, horrible. This playoff, I mean, this was like mainline crack. This, this. Playoff, I'm a big fan of that. It was, of course. Yeah. And that's why I love the NBA because yep. this was constant. Even the first round, you had, you know, four games a day. The NBA finals was fun. And even though you just had Denver versus Miami, this isn't, you know, Boston versus LA or anything like that. Solid ratings, 11 million people tuning in. That's still a huge rate. So the playoffs was incredible. You know, orgasmic. Regular season, I didn't watch any of it. Uh, it's as worse as ever. The players are divas. They never want to play. They're always complaining about something. The playoffs, though, um, 
I'm coming off a high. So, yeah, I love the NBA still. Okay. So, uh, once again, your number one player you, you choose is, is Jokic. Number two, Giannis. Number three, you went with Victor Wembenyama. Um, and then four, sounds like you're going with Luka. I mean, so the, the but the question being, who are you starting a franchise with? Okay, right Luca's like what a six I mean, eight point guard top or something. Five players right now, it's a little different. If you're just saying top five players right now, I'm going to throw Kevin Durant in there. Um, top five players I want to start. A, I might throw Devin Booker in there as well. He's a Kentucky guy uh, who has been incredible for the Phoenix Suns. He's in that Jamal Murray kind of. I just make every shot available kind of DNA. So he, he might be there um, at number five for me. Joel Embiid is there as well. You know, a little bit older, injury problems, hasn't gotten over the hump. Um, but a lot of these other guys haven't as well. But those, those are the, the types of guys. Um, and it's, it's a change in the guard. Again, LeBron, you know, Carmelo just retired. Uh, Chris Paul wrapping it up, basically. He's not. So um, changing in the guard. All right, so we're going to shift gears now. Kyle, could you tell me what is going on right now in the world of Major League Baseball? Of course, I'm a lifelong Cincinnati Reds fan. I know you're also a, a, a fan of the Reds and then and then also the Marlins. What, what else do you like? You like the Dodgers, Kyle? Who are your teams? Yeah, Do- you know, I, I lived in Los Angeles for a while, so I'm a big Dodgers fan. I'm a Marlins season tickets holder. Um, but you know, my dad is a Reds fan and, you know, a lot of my family, uh, like yourself, Kelly, um, Reds fans. And I'm not just saying this to be a Homer. The Reds are one of the biggest stories in baseball right now. And they're leading off a lot of, you know, big talk show media because of, well, one guy, mainly Ellie De La Cruz. He's five tools, six foot five, all world five-star prospect who in his first two games hit a home run, a triple, double. He basically hit for the cycle within his first two games, hit a 450-foot home run uh, as his first home run. Uh, and, the you know, even last night, the Reds squeaking out a 5-4 to four victory felt different, felt new. They beat the Royals, and the bullpen was actually good. The pitching has always been the Achilles heel for this Reds ball club, and they've got mashers. They got Jonathan India. They got another young guy, Spencer Steer. They got Ellie De La Cruz. They got hitters, and then they have the Hunter Greens of the world. The bullpen's looking all right. They have Diaz at the back end closing games out. They've been ripping off victories here. Um, the Reds are one of the big stories because they're young and they're exciting. Um, so, hey, man, you know, I think it's time to, to maybe start watching some more Reds games. All right. So, can fill me in on this L.A. De La Cruz guy. I've heard a lot about him. He kind of came onto the scene, at least in my opinion, just out of, almost out of nowhere. Just, you know, six foot five, shortstop. Dominican, and he's on my red. So they've got him for, I don't know, what's that mean? Four or five years until the Yankees take him away. So we got a, a little window here where the Reds can try to be good. Uh, what type of prospect is De La Cruz? Who would you compare him to historically? Oh, man. So he's a lefty. You know, he throws righty. He's, you know, a shortstop, third baseman. 
will definitely uh, be a, a you know a third baseman. I, I think of him as like Alex Rodriguez right now from the left-handed side because he's just a big, big frame. He's got a huge arm. Um, and I, yeah, I would go Alex Rodriguez because of the athleticism. Um, I don't know if he's on steroids or anything like that the way A-Rod was, but he's he's got that, you know, type of power and, you know, ability to hit for average. Um, I mean, he's also got a, you know, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is somebody who's in the league right now. Again, lefty, he's a, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is a righty, but uh, has that type of power. He's also fast. The reason why this is a big story, the reason why we're leading off talking about the Reds is, this guy's really good. You can't really compare him to anything. He's six foot five, but he also might be the fastest player in the league. He's like, you know, hitting little infield grounders and beating them out. The Reds are going to be fun for the next couple of years. Um, and, you know, it's why the, the NL Central is horrible. The Cardinals are horrible. The Brewers aren't that good. The, the, the NL Central is, is open. So um, could be, you know, if, if you're someone locally listening – and a, a fan of the Reds um, could be a good time to, to tune in. Thus far, Kyle, De La Cruz has played eight games. And he has five stolen bases. That's a wow. pretty, pretty good clip. <laughs> what is he on pace for then? Is a hundred stolen bases? I mean, I, mean, I guess. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's a, about what it is. So, yes, that's a, he's batting 267. On base percentage three eighty nine. I know it's still early, and he, he's inevitably he went over five last night. Okay, um, just going to bring those numbers down. So that's fine. He had some strikeouts. He had a you know a strikeout a, a key position uh, last night. Uh, like you mentioned, only eight games in. Uh, Red still got the win. Uh, they have other players picking him up. Some other really good young guys as well on that team, um, but. Yeah, I, I mean, he came up late. He can still be Rookie of the Year. Something to watch out for. All right, so fill uh, our listeners in on what's been going on in Major League Baseball over the past few years. Who are the best teams in the league? Um, and, and what are what would you say are the main storylines in recent years for the MLB? Yeah, so if you've been, you know, fading baseball for the last couple of years because every game is four hours and who the hell has time for that. They have a pitch clock now. You might have heard about this. They have a pitch clock. I go to games all the time. I'm a, I'm a season ticket holder. Um, games used to be three, three and a half hours. Games are routinely two and a half hours. They've literally shaved about 30, to, to 30 minutes to an hour off of the game. So just from a fanfare standpoint, that's been interesting. Um then as as far as teams go, pretty much forget everything you thought you knew about baseball growing up because, like, the fucking Tampa Bay Rays are the best team in baseball. The second best team in baseball, probably the Baltimore Orioles. So this is not necessarily the most traditional, you know, the Houston Astros, Texas Rangers. This isn't your mom and pop MLB um, a lot of bizarro teams, um, you know, the Rays, if, if, if you didn't notice, um, I, I think they started off like 15-0. and 0. Um, The Rays were just off to an incredible start. So while, you know, the Yankees are still very competitive, 
The Dodgers are still very competitive. Um, the, the Braves are right there. There's a lot of unique, the Baltimore Orioles, Rays, these teams um, kind of kind of have been taking over. Uh, if you're curious, you know, the Astros won the, the, the championship last year. Everyone hates them. They're cheaters. The Braves won the year before then. Um, you know, the Dodgers won the pandemic year. So it's been pretty varied. No real dynasties going on right now. But best teams, Rays, Astros, Braves, Orioles. You spoke earlier of NBA players getting paid $30 million. And they're not the best player, you know, for a season. And maybe they're not even a top 50. $50 million. $50 million. Okay. What yeah. has the pay been like in Major League Baseball recently? I assume it's been even more so astronomical. Yeah. You know, the, the the thing about the NBA is like, you know, you only have, you know, 12 guys on a team. So everyone is making more money. You know, like if you're in the NBA, you're like the richest guy in your city, basically. Um, the, the cream of the, the, the cream of the crop in baseball are still making a, a ton of money as well. Um, you know, we have a guy named Shohei Otani who's playing right now. I actually went to the World Baseball Classic final uh back in march i was able to see usa versus japan had a really cool at bat the final at bat was shohei otani versus mike travel there's this guy shohei otani right now who pitches and he hits so he's hit 20 home runs this year he's batting 300 he's also one of the best pitchers he throws 98 mile per hour gas low era He's a free agent at the end of this offseason. Kelly, this this is going to be incredible. We're going to see a number around $600 million for Shohei Otani. We're, we're going to be getting near like Messi, Ronaldo, Saudi Arabia numbers. It's going to get ridiculous for this guy Shohei Otani this offseason. Okay, so... If you had to predict right now, who's going to win the World Series this year? The Cincinnati. No. Um, <laughs> there we go. Any Anything other than the Cincinnati <laughs> Reds, and I'll cut you off. Um, You know, the Rays are the best team right now. They seem to have all the ingredients. So I'm going to pick them coming out of the AL. Um, I don't have them winning the World Series, though. Because I think they're a great regular season team. I think when you get to the nitty-gritty of World Series, uh, out of the NL, I do have my much-hated, much-maligned Atlanta Braves coming out of the NL. And I had the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series. They won it two years ago. They're stacked. They always seem to come back. Um, They've got everything you'd ever want in a bullpen in starting pitching and hitting. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves, not a sexy pick, but I'm right. Okay. And who's the best player on the Braves? They got this guy, Ronald Acuna jr. His rookie cards go for a bunch of money. I'm a big sports card guy. He's, he's, you know, Looking like he could be an MVP candidate. So he's their big center fielder, big flashy guy, big bat flips. Ronald Acuna Jr. is the best player on the Braves. 
Okay. I'm looking across the stats for the Major League Baseball right now, and I don't know how easy this is to translate into value, but I'm sorting from MLB.com. The ERA, the lowest ERA in the majors right now is listed as being the Houston Astros, then the Minnesota Twins, Tampa Bay Rays, Yankees, and the Padres. Are those the best pitching teams in, the, in, in baseball today? Some of those teams have great pitching, uh, whether it comes from their starters or from their bullpen. Some of those teams can't fucking hit, though. Oh, okay. um, the, the Padres, who, you know, we're, we're talking a couple minutes ago about this is the bizarro MLB. The San Diego Padres have, uh, you know, the second biggest payroll in baseball. They have great pitching. They haven't been hitting despite the likes of Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, Xander Bogarts, you know, all these different guys. Uh, they're under 500 right now. The Twins, they're barely 500. They actually traded away Luis Arise, who looks like he might be contesting for batting for 400 for my Miami Marlins this year. So um, those are some of the best pitching teams. You're going to need some hitting as well. You know, home runs are kind of like three-pointers are in the NBA. Um, You got to have a bunch of home runs in, in, you know, uh, these days in the MLB. So I think, you know, teams like the Braves, uh, Rays, uh, do a good job of having, having, you know, good pitching and hitting. All right, I'm going to ask the... I know, I know this is right up your alley. So for, for Major League Baseball, I'm going to ask you a couple top five lists. Positional players, so non-pitchers. You're starting a franchise today. Who's your number one player you want to build around? I'll go Shohei Otani. Okay. I immediately get a frontline starting pitching pitcher, <laughs> and a guy get a guy who's going to hit forty home runs. Obvious answer. Is there any historical precedent for this type of a player, Babe Ruth? Babe Ruth. That's it. Who I don't know was Babe Ruth even a real person? I don't even know. I, I'm at this point. I think Babe Ruth is just AI. Um, I don't those videos of him. It's just like really is we're, that's not John Goodman like in like a backlot studio in like the eighties, like dressed up as like this, I don't know, Babe Ruth. We actually can see what Babe Ruth supposed to be with Shohei Otani. No, there's really no precedent. He throws 98 miles per hour. He's a great starting pitcher. He has 20 home runs. He's, you know, one of the league leaders in home runs. That's amazing. Um, But nobody really taught. He doesn't speak English. Um, he's Japanese, obviously. Um, he doesn't so, speak you know, any English. Not. He's played for the Dodgers since 2018. Have you heard him speak any English? I'm guessing he's been practicing English. Have you ever heard even a broken sentence from him? Yes. We, we've, uh, and he plays for the angels. Oh, I'm so, sorry. Yeah. Which makes him even more irrelevant because if he was on the Dodgers, people would care a little bit more, but he's on the Anaheim angels, which is a I'm glorified, sorry. You know, it's it's Orlando of of, of California is, is Anaheim. So um, he does speak a little broken English, but uh, he's been on the team for a little bit now. And, um, you know, he's not not doing full interviews in English, which 
I'm not going to comment on if that's a bad or a good thing, but uh, it's just a reason why you probably haven't heard about Shohei Otani. Okay. All right, so number two, positional players. If you had to, t- to build a-, a franchise around in all of the major leagues in 2023, Shohei Otani's your number one. Who's number two? I'll go, I'll go Mookie Betts, and the numbers might not say he's the best player right now, but he's on the Dodgers, and he's a great fielder, and I think he's just a clubhouse guy. I think you put him in any era on any team. He's a guy that would have fit on the big red machine back in the 70s. He would have been great on those late 70s Pittsburgh Pirates teams. He's just a baseball player, and he's a leader. If I had to go number three, I'd probably go Acuna, who I talked about for the Braves. Number four, you know, I think Aaron Judge, Mm. probably somebody who, you know, probably should have went higher up in this list, but he's a guy who mashes. He just got a huge, you know, $350 million contract. He hit 62 home runs last year. Many people say, that 62 home runs he hit last year, the first time somebody's hit over 61 home runs, which was the record, without taking steroids. So Judge is definitely up there. And then, you know, somebody else I'll throw in there is, you know, uh, Juan Soto. Same, re- you know, just great, great at-bats, great fielder. Um, really, though, I think I think Judge and Otani, if, I, if I'm really – sharpening that list judge and otani are are the best guys right now okay now when it comes to starting pitching uh you already took otani actually would otani if he was just a pitcher would he possibly be in this conversation i think so and i think eventually he might just eventually like he might just become a pitcher later in his career um i think he's probably a top five pitcher Wow, that's wild. Okay, that's difficult for me yeah. to wrap my head around. I, I've heard about him for years, but I don't know. It still hasn't really sunk in that he's that elite at pitching and with the, the stick. Yeah, he, he's he's everything you ever wanted to be as a kid in Little Leagues is, is Shohei Otani. Um, starting pitching, I'm, I'm going to give you a bad answer here. I can't really give you the top five because – Starting pitching has been been really weird this regular season because the the best guys last year are having terrible years this year, so really? it's been really inconsistent. Sandy Alcantara of my Miami Marlins won the Cy Young last year. He's been terrible. Justin Verlander won the AL Cy Young. He hasn't been good for the Mets. So he's pretty old been, now, isn't he? How old is he? Huh. God, he's like 38, 30. He's like LeBron uh, age. I mean, 38, 39. But he is married to Kate Upton, which if you're having consistent sex with Kate Upton, I do think there is some fountain of youth potential there. So one to watch out for. He's got a big contract with the Mets. Uh, but pitching has been, been all over the place this year. It's been really inconsistent. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate the um... – Anal- I got you. Analysis of the Major League Baseball. I'm looking at the, what is it, the Cleveland Indians? What are they called now? 
They're called the Guardians. It's the Cleveland Guardians. What I guess the Washington Redskins also had to change their name. What about the Braves? Have they? No. Um, you know, it depends who owns the franchise. It depends what state they're in. Uh, Georgia, I think, is a little less inclined to um, – the word might be cave to certain pressures. Not only do they still have the brave, the logo, but they still do the tomahawk chop um, during you know. Oh, they do that during games as well. So um, the Braves, my alma mater, the Florida State Seminoles, still going strong with the Native American imagery. Okay. Well, good stuff. Kyle Dugan, I really appreciate your Thanks. time. Before we wrap the episode up, if someone's interested in following you on social media or anything else you'd like to mention before the end of the episode, what do you have for me? Yeah, um, I don't usually talk about sports, but when it's Kelly's show, I always want to come in and talk to my cousin about sports. That's what I'm here for. But if you want to follow me where I talk about crypto, NFTs, things like that, Go on to my Twitter, go on to my YouTube. It's just cool times. One word, cool times. Cool times. C-O-O-L-T-I-M-E-S. Yeah. Okay. Cool times. So, Kyle Dugan, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for having me on. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Of course, we will have another episode of The Kelly Patrick Show out soon. 